He missed his rookie year, Johnny Bench, because of five stitches that he needed in his thumb. Now you may not even use stitch. You may use crazy glue, Durabond, on this finger. Listen to this. This is Gary Nolan, the youngest pitcher in Major League Baseball today, and standing next to him, uh, Johnny Bench, the youngest catcher in Major League Baseball today, I think. And they formed the youngest battery in Major League Baseball last year. And then uh, at the close of the season, Johnny got an injury, and I think you split your thumb. Isn't that right, John? Yes, I required five stitches. It happened in the third game before the end of the season. So you missed qualifying for Rookie of the Year honors, if I'm correct on that. So this year you can... You might qualify again. Yes, you are, but I think I'd rather have a pennant. By the way, he got Rookie of the Year that year, so it was all good. Here's just a fun fact I'd love you to teach us about. If you look at the back of your hand, your forearm, there's hair. But when Johnny Bench is talking about he split his thumb, he's talking about the palm side of his thumb, and he had the stitches put in. Two questions I want to ask you. One, why can you not grow hair on the palm of your hand and the pulp of your fingers and what has improved in terms of splitting the skin that required him to be out how long would he be out if he needed five stitches the equivalent injury in 2020 <laughs> great questions so the first one the, uh, the hair question uh, obviously uh you know hairs grow from uh, follicles and we don't have that on the palm side why don't we have that on the palm side because that will get in the way of of our feeling things right mm-hmm. so that's why uh, any kind of injury a cut you know like like johnny bench had on the palm side uh would be very very difficult for us to feel things to pinch to grip uh, grip a baseball uh and so because the hair would get in the way Again, our great designer uh, made sure that we didn't have hair on on the palm side. Um, so that's why we have hair on 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 the other side uh, instead. So we don't have the cells uh, the in, in the skin that would make the hair on the palm. Is side. the skin thicker? Is the epidermis and dermis? Go. Let's go deep into one of your surgeries. You take a scalpel and you make an incision on the back of someone's hand. That skin is different than when you make an incision on the palm. And in patients who have a crippling disease called Dupuytren's contracture, what was his name, McCash? He came up with the idea that you don't even have to put stitches in there. Just leave it open and it'll, it'll granulate and heal on its own. Right, exactly. So, Dupuytren's contracture is actually something I did some research on when I was, when I was in training. Uh, and it is a genetic, uh, uh disease. Uh, people from, uh, Northern Europe, Eastern Europe, uh, have this, uh, predisposition to developing it. Their fingers start curling down and they can't straighten them out. And it can be very debilitating when it gets bad. So, yes, the skin on the palm side is definitely thicker with this disease called Dupuytren's disease or contra- Dupuytren's contracture. Uh, the, there's a layer of tissue right below the skin called your fascia, and that's above the tendons though, uh, and that gets real thick. Mm. And, and that's what we take out when we do the surgery, or that's what we try to get, uh, to rupture uh, on purpose with this enzyme, but I won't get into too many details about that. Uh, but yeah, definitely the skin on the palm side is, is thicker, uh, than the, than the skin on the, on the backside. Okay. I'm talking to the great Dr. Steve Shin who now is a part of Cedar sinai and it's just a true pleasure to have him. All right, let's go to Stephen Torrance. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? I love your stories. Thank you. Um, anyways, it's 45 minutes later. I got a lot done. I washed my dishes. <laughs> I did a little bit of vacuuming. <laughs> I, uh... Hey, I'm Jewish. We don't do vacuuming, okay? Exactly. We don't do windows either. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Um, so, hey, doctor. Okay, I have a little bit. I what do you do I... for a living? Hang on a second. What do you do for a living? I have fun. Really? 
Yeah. So you're I a trust surf, fund baby. I surf. I um. I mountain bike. I play ping pong. Uh, Did you have a rich father or a rich grandfather? How could you do all these things? Um, I have two beautiful new cars. I was a longshoreman, doctor. Really? Well, as yeah. a longshoreman, did you ever have a nail go through your hand lifting something up? Um, you know what? I, I did work in the hole of a lot of really um, historical ships. My dad and... worked on the docks, and you know what he told me? When you, what? You'll appreciate this, Dr. Shin. Mm -hmm. you're, on the, you're on the docks, and a rusty nail goes through your hand, and uh, what do you I do? I know this story. You pee on it. Because urine is the cleanest water you're going to find to cleanse the wound. Uh, when I heard that, that was it. I wasn't going to be a longshoreman. But anyway. All right. How can I help you? What you do to yourself? Okay. So, yeah, this is what's going on. I need a diagnosis. Okay. Basically, um, doctor, when I go to, when I go to sleep, I'm, my body is still for nine hours, right? So everything starts to stiffen up. Um, I have, my muscles are somewhat stiff. That's what my chiropractor has been telling me. Mm -hmm. And then when I wake up, my my left knee it's like it's like like lockjaw it's so tight and it's it just it's tight and it it feels uncomfortable now i start walking around and i'm just asking you do i have a bursa down there what's going on down there why after i'm walking around for about an hour the fluids start to move in my body tell me this phenomena it's called altacocoritis it means you're getting older all right <laughs> that's what it means you get stiff take the back you're 63 years old Right now, I want you to look at the back of your hand. Look at the top of the back of your left hand. Take your right hand. Pinch the skin on the back of your hand and let go. You're going to wait for a half an hour for your skin to flatten. When you're 20 years old, you pinch the skin on the back of your hand instantaneously. It flattens. Why is that? Because aging is one thing. Drying out. They have fancy words for it when they look at MRIs of your disc. They use the word desiccation. In fancy language, it means drying out. We get cataracts. Our heart valves calcify. Our sure. discs start to break down. Your meniscus, which used to be a rubbery structure like your nose and your ear, becomes calcified and becomes stiff like a hunk of sandpaper inside your knee. You lose fluid. It's like that pillow that you had for 20 years. It loses that softness versus a fresh pillow. It's because of water content, hydration. We dry out. So you get stiff. So here's the deal. You no longer have to ride a stationary bike because it's a luxury. At 63 years old, it's a necessity because if you don't maintain flexibility with yoga, riding a bike, walking in a pool – then you're going to end up in my office needing a knee replacement or some other cockamamie thing as an operation. You have to spend more time in our culture preventing the disease than we do about focusing, making the drug company rich on treating the disease. Okay. I'm a surgeon. I love doing surgery. But there's okay. a place for it. Someone like you who's now noticing that you're getting older, yes, now's the time for you to do something about it. Here's the exercises I hate for you as a 63-year-old. Treadmill, lunges, squats, stair machines, weights for your legs, the pool, the bike, the elliptical. There's a book I wrote called Heal Your Knees with Lindy Yui. Go get that book, buy you a present, and thanks so much for calling. Appreciate it. God bless you. Let's take a break. We'll uh, take some more calls. And I know the last segment, I'm going to tell you where that salami and eggs are, where you're going to have mustard on top of eggs and think I'm crazy. But as you put that fried salami into your mouth, it's one of the greatest things you're going to eat for breakfast. And by the way, the place I'm going to send you to can toast a bagel for you. Put cream cheese on the bagel with the salami and the eggs. 
Oh my God! You'll it'll, you'll hear Elvis Presley singing in your head when you take a bite. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Can we talk about that? fascinating part of the thumb. That's the base of the thumb. So the fingernails at one end, but the base of the thumb is what the basal joint that they're talking about. And at Staples Center coming up, the professional bull riders are coming to Staples Center. When you, when I talk to the cab driver in Vegas of what's the biggest convention that comes to Vegas, it's not any type of orthopedic convention or bartender's convention where it's when the professional bull, apparently the, like millions of people just love bull riding. And when I think of bull riding, I think of the saddle. I think of what the cowboy ha- and cowgirl has to sit on. And talk to us about the base of the thumb. It's a ball and socket joint, but it's as though it's a cowboy sitting on top of a saddle. Another way to get a ball and socket joint, but it doesn't look like a ball and socket joint like your hip or your shoulder. So teach us. Yes, exactly. It doesn't look like a ball and socket joint like your hip or your shoulder. Um, so, and, but you're absolutely right. We do call it a saddle joint. You know, it's like a saddle you put on a horse. Um, and, and if you, if you look at it, if you take that bone out, yeah, it really looks like, I feel like I can just sit on the thing and, wow. and go away, start riding away. Um, it, it, it and, and there's so much motion at the joint. So a lot of people, let me just back up a second. A lot of people think that the base of the thumb is where the actual, the, uh, the knuckle is where the, mm-hmm. where you kind of have the space ends, right? That web space ends, but it's further down than that. It's right. right down towards your wrist, um, and so, um, uh, so yeah. There's so, and that's the joint where we have uh, most of our motion in our thumb, actually, you no know, more than the other two joints uh, that are further out towards the nail. So, um, it's a it's a very common joint to get arthritis in, uh, you know, and 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 taking that bone out does 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 wonders to uh, help with the uh, with the pain from the arth- from arthritis there. And here's a clapper vision for you to help. Your car has a windshield, right? So when you look palm up at your hand, your four fingers, your index, your long, your ring, and your little finger is the windshield. The windshield wiper that goes across the windshield, the windshield wiper is your thumb. If you were to get rust and not have movement of the windshield wiper, that joint where it attaches to the bottom of the windshield that allows it to sweep across the windshield, it would squeak. It doesn't move anymore. That's the arthritis of the joint we're talking about. That basal joint of the thumb is the hinge that attaches the windshield wiper to the windshield. Exactly. I love your analogies, by the way. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I drink Dr. Clapper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. And if you look around these days, it seems to be a Dr. Clapper craze. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. From now on, I am not Robert Clapper. I want you to call me Smokey. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Dr. Smokey Clapper. That's the greatest. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Take my hand. 
Take my hand, Dr. Steve Shin. I trust my hands in your hands. God forbid I would need hand surgery. You're the guy I'm going to. What a pleasure to have Dr. Steve Shin in the in the studio today. The number is 877-710-ESPN. I'm going to tell you where that deli is to get the salami and eggs, but I'm going to wait till the last segment. Let's take some more calls. I'm having so much fun with the clinic. Uh, let's go to... Oh, Moy in Bellflower. You're on with Dr. Clapper and Dr. Shin. How can I help? Yes, sir. Dr. Clapper, so nice to speak with you. It's a pleasure. Um, what kind of a name is Oh, Moy? Uh, it's an African name. Uh, it's from Zaire or Congo Republic. Wow. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Where Muhammad Ali had a fight with, uh, I believe, George Foreman, I yeah. believe it was. I went so I to Africa in June on a safari. I went to Tanzania, and I oh, had okay. the greatest time it's a bucket list to be able to be there, and I had the most fun with the Maasai tribesmen, who were my guides. So okay. I'll give you an example. I went I went surfing in Fiji, on a place on an, like a football field, the middle of the ocean called Namotu, and okay. I went fishing with the Fijians in the morning before I went surfing, and it was incredible to be in the boat with a fisherman who's a native Fijian, because I'm the white guy with the binoculars looking for the seagulls dive-bombing in the ocean, and I can't see anything. Charlie, the Fijian, says, Robbie, we got to make a left turn. There's the fish. I'm going, I got the binoculars. I don't see any fish. Thank you. He found the fish. I can't see the fish. So I go on this safari in Africa to Tanzania. We went on a night hunt, or whatever you call it, a night cruise with the jeeps and whatnot to see the lions hunting at night okay there's no lights there's no street lights there's no it's absolutely pitch black and i'm sitting with this buddy of mine who's a maasai warrior i became fast friends with this guy and he all of a sudden tells the driver i hear him or he didn't even say i hear him there's the lion it's pitch black you can't see anything they then take out the strobe light or whatever the searchlight and they shine it and there's i got a picture of the lion looking back at us he could see oh. the lion without anyone else seeing it. It's remarkable. But you know what, Dr. Shin? This is what you're... After 10,000 hand surgeries, you've been doing this a long enough time. I'm doing this 31 years, 15,000 surgeries I've done. There's a sixth sense that you get. I don't care what you do for a living, where that... Young surgeon goes, Dr. Shin, why did you put the retractor here and not there? And you'll say, because the radial artery is there. It's right behind that spot. We got to protect it. And they'll say, I don't see the radial artery. And you're going to say, I see it. As Dr. Ranawa taught me, the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. So please, Dr. Shin, never retire. <laughs> Surgeons like you who've seen it all, who've... We need you to stay because what's in that head of yours ain't in the book. So, Omoy, what do you do for yeah. a living? Um, well, actually, right now I am on medical leave, sort of, but I work for L.A. County Department of Mental Health. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. But, Good for you. Good for you. And, and I just I love talking about Africa. So your mom and dad are Africa Africans. Yeah. Okay. What's the favorite dish your mother used to make for you that you miss that you look forward to oh um well one of them i can think of right now is called people um I, it's hard to describe it but it's made with it's made with flour and um you eat it with fish 
and fish sauce. It's mm. really good, but it's called poo poo. How do you spell? How do you spell that? F u f u poo poo. Foo foo. Yes. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. I think my mother-in-law makes it, and she's Jewish, so maybe they have something in common. All right, go ahead. How can I help you? Okay, so um, I have this weird situation. I woke up one morning, and I found both of my ankles were swollen. And I don't know if it has to do with a medication I was taking for my arthritis in my spine, but I found I woke up with both ankles swollen in the morning. And I was wondering, was it because of the medication I was taking, which was an anti-inflammatory or a deproxen? I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you an African uh, clapper vision. Reason. Okay, you ready? You know what clapper vision is? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a, a, a metaphor, an African metaphor. Okay. When you when you hear hoofbeats, don't think of zebras. They're probably horses. Except in Africa, they're probably zebras because there's probably more zebras than horses there. But in America. Don't think of a zebra. You better think of a horse. So, yes, the first thing you got to think about is, no, I didn't traumatize my ankle. You don't get swollen ankles from changing your shoes. You didn't have any trauma, and boom, your ankles are swollen. You better look at the medication you're taking. Here's the other thing you better look for. Gout. You better oh. be tested for gout because everybody thinks it just blows up on your big toe. Every time I see someone who has a swollen knee with no history of trauma or or talks to me about a swollen ankle with no history of trauma, you know what? They got gout. And you can blame it on stress. You can blame it on the food you ate, whatever it is. But it's real easy to figure out. You just you know look for a uric acid test. But you need a good internist to pursue it. But again, most likely, it's related to the medication that you're on. That's where I would take this journey of yours, Omoy. All right? Okay, how do I get rid of it? How do you get First, you got to figure out what the hell it is. Because if it's from taking the medication you're on, you got to take a different medicine. And medicine is really interesting. It's called idiosyncratic. What does that mean? That means you can take Advil and think it's a wonder drug. Wonder drug. To me, I take Advil. It's like an M&M. doesn't do anything. Everybody reacts differently to drugs. And here's the other interesting thing about drugs, which is why I think you should always be holistic. Because every drug you put in your mouth has a side effect. They do, every one of them. Here's the problem. No one wants to spend time with you. They want to go to the next patient. Everybody's in a hurry. You know, We live in a crazy, broken medical system. So what do they want to do with you, Omoy? They're going to give you a second drug to go after the side effect of the first drug. Next thing you know, you're on four different drugs. And now you not only have four different side effects, but drug number one doesn't like drug number three. So now they interact with each other. So you end up with this horrible system of people, you're 45 years old, you'll be on six different drugs, and you're miserable. Be holistic. Go figure out why you got swollen ankles before they give you a pill for swollen ankles. Capiche? Yes, Dr. Clapper. I'll be heading to the doctor. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, God, but listen, I want you to do me a favor. You're a total stranger from Africa. Go find a total stranger today and do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. Okay, Dr. Clapper. Thank you so much. All right. Oh, one more thing, Dr. Clapper, before I go. Yes. Uh, Kobe Bryant, I wanted to give you my share on Kobe Bryant. Um, really quick, I just want to say that uh, one word that represents uh, what I want to say about him is pride. I have pride in him because I am a father, just like he was a father. And I think he did a great job as a father. And um, it goes out, this goes out to his daughter, Gigi, as well. So that's what I want to say. Thank you so much, Dr. Clapper. My pleasure, young man. Thanks for saying that. We all appreciate it. We all can't hear it enough. Thank you so much.
I think I'm going to open up the clinic. We'll take some calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. I don't have that much time. We'll, uh, let's, we got time for it. We'll take one call. Let's go to Chris and Duarte. I would have hung up a long time ago, Chris. I can't believe you're hanging on the line this long. Hey, Dr. Clapper. What do you do for a living, Chris? What's that? What do you do for a living? Oh, uh, I drive an armored truck and deliver money. I actually pick up money, uh, I picked up money from Cedars before. Wow, an armored truck with all that money. That's unbelievable. That's, they should make a movie about you. They have made a few movies. I know, some of the best. I love those movies where they rob the bank and they pretend to be someone like you. It's fantastic. What did your father do for a living? Um, actually, my father was a uh, construction uh, glazer. He installed glass. And uh, when so, I was 18, I worked underneath him, and we worked on Cedars. We did that 16-story building, that first one. 1976? Yes, 1976. Wow. I was 18. So I'm walking around on the floors that you actually built with your own hands? Yes, sir. Well, I was on the inside. I wasn't hanging on the outside. I was handing the glass from the inside. Now, how come you didn't stay in that business? Why didn't you stay in construction? Why did you end up going into the truck? Well, at that time, it was hard to get jobs. Got it. After you finish a job, you have to look for another one, and I wanted something more stable, so made a little less money, but uh, I knew I had a check coming in every week. God bless you, Chris. Chris, are you a Laker fan? Yes, I am. What did Kobe mean to you? Uh, it's just... Uh, he meant so much is just basically his hard work ethic that just stood out above everyone else's and uh his love for the game, his passion. Right. Uh children, the whole the whole gamma, you know. Yep, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's so hard for me to go to Staples Center to watch games now cuz he built yeah, that we house. Have, we we actually uh our company used the the uh pilot that um that died was, in the crash. Know, yeah. In the uh, helicopter wow. uh, to take us from Long Beach to uh, Catalina to deliver money. So Chris, we knew the guy. Chris, I already feel like you're part of my family. So tell me what I can do to help you. What did you hurt? Uh, I got a rotator cuff, massive, uh, complete okay. tear. All right. So uh, let me tell you something. I want to trademark the term age-size, which means you exercise differently based on your age. But a corollary to that, Chris is that you actually treat the same diagnosis differently depending on whether you have a rotator cuff tear and you're 18, 38, or 64. You're 64. The key word in your MRI, Chris, is it, does the tear have associated with it the word atrophy? Do you have your MRI in front of you? Yes, I do. Read me the impression and go slow so I can use clapper vision. You know what clapper vision is? Yes, I do. All right, thanks for I listen listening. To, I listen to you on the way to the beach every Saturday surfing. That's uh. how I got to find out. <laughs> All right. Let's go quick because I only have a few minutes. Okay, it says uh, massive, complete, supraspinatus, and anterior intraspinatus. Right. And tears with mild muscle atrophy. There you go. That's the key word, mild muscle atrophy. Are you ready for a clapper vision? Yes, sir. You know who Bill Belichick is? Yes, I do. That guy loves in freezing cold weather. He the wor the number one thing he'll wear is a hooded sweatshirt, right? So yeah. his right and left ear are covered by the hood, and the top of his head is covered by the hood. Correct? That's a hoodie. Right. His, his face is the cartilage of the ball and socket joint of your shoulder. That beautiful punim, as we say in Yiddish, that Bill Belichick has. That face is the cartilage. But the, the hooded sweatshirt 
is the hood that covers the top of the arm bone, the humerus, with muscles. That's what the rotator cuff is. Bill Belichick, you and I, Chris, ripped the hood, just the top that covers his hair on top of his head. Not his ears on either side, just the top of it. That's the supraspinatus covering of the ball and socket joint. But when we ripped his hood, we didn't rip it off completely so it flew in the wind and it's not there anymore. We actually unwrapped it like opening up a sardine can. The material is still there. It didn't get ripped off completely. We can now use thread and a needle to actually sew that defect of the top of the hood back to the other sides that cover his ears. We can repair his hooded sweatshirt. We don't have to get him a new hooded sweatshirt. That's what mild atrophy means. So, Chris, you're going to need surgery. Not, in my opinion, arthroscopic, by the way. I'm old school. For a massive tear that you've got, I like to still open them with a small incision. Do not let them give you cortisone shots or cockamamie stem cells or PRP. There's no hair coming back on top of my head. There's no shampoo that's going to work. So don't let them talk you into that. But it's not an emergency, but there is a clock ticking because the longer you wait to fix it, the more that atrophy that can take place. So you live in Duarte. You'll need to find someone good who can do it. And if not, then you're going to come to Cedars and well, I'll take care of you. But that's what has to happen with what you've just described. Capiche? Capiche. But he recommended a reverse um no, at 64, the fact that there's mild atrophy, no. If it was my shoulder, and they're entitled to their opinion, Chris. It's a free country. In my opinion, I would try and fix that, okay? Oh, That's my opinion. Great. So, great news. all right, I want you to do me a favor. I just helped you. You're a total stranger, although I told you, you feel like family already. I need mm. you to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be helping me. I sure will. Thank okay. you so much. All right. God bless you. Have a yep. good day. You too. All right. We'll take a break. The great Steve Paulette in the house, making us all sound good. Coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories, and I'm going to hold Dr. Shin hostage. I've got callers, Ron and Steve, hang on the line. I'll get to you. The number's 877-710-ESPN. What a wonderful day we're having already, Dr. Steve Shin, here on the Weekend Warriors Show on 710 ESPN. I also need to talk about some food. You've had omelets in your life. You put jelly on them. You can put salsa on them. But have you ever put deli mustard on an omelet? Why would you want to put deli mustard on an omelet? Because where I come from, one of the greatest omelets you can have in your life is a salami omelet. Have you ever put salami, bacon, everybody knows, ham, everybody, steak and eggs even. It's a next-level experience to have salami and eggs because then you get to use deli mustard. My mouth is watering already. But I'm going to tell you where I ate this week and had the best salami omelet I've ever had where the sauce that you're putting on these eggs is yellow deli mustard. The tanginess of the mustard 
with the egg and the salami. Listen, it's like, it's like cheese when you melt cheese. Cheese is good. You melt it, it becomes like a whole different thing. Like a cheeseburger. I'm not going to eat a, a slice of American cheese. You melt it on top of a cheeseburger. The melted cheese tastes like a different thing. Trust me. You fry salami. It's not like salami you've had in a sandwich. And then you put eggs around it and put the mustard on top. Where can you get the best salami omelet in L.A.? Where you're going to have mustard on top of eggs and think I'm crazy. But as you put that fried salami into your mouth, it's one of the greatest things you're going to eat for breakfast. And by the way, the place I'm going to send you to can toast a bagel for you. Put cream cheese on the bagel with the salami and the eggs. Oh, my God. The place you can get salami and eggs with deli mustard. It's on Reseda and Ventura Boulevard. Mort's. And don't forget to go to B's Bakery and get a chocolate horn on the way out. Get the bagel with butter and cream cheese. Yeah, you may get a heart attack, but it'll be worth it. I leave you with Volare. Until next Saturday, see you on the radio.